my dear listeners, and a hearty and gracious welcome to this, the final installment of Season 1 of the Restory of History's Mysteries. I am your genial, magnifique etoile, Niles Huginskis Barriard La Troisième. I'm sorry, I thought this was meant for Canada. Bonsoir. Anyway, it is I, NHB3, your favorite chrononaut, and you have found me caught in quite the thrill ride. I am chasing my nemetic brother. Lyle, handsome face barrier, Esquire. Through time, so that I might save the entire time stream from his accursed meddling. That sounds truly exciting, doesn't it? When I last hit pause on my trusty robotic audiographic device, I was leaving the home of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who pushed his limited powers of deduction to the limit, managed to stumble upon a clue or two about Lyle's whereabouts. Or should I say, whenabouts? <laughs> Get it? Because we're talking about the time stream and so the fabric of... Anyway, yes. Um, in sum, I know that Lyle met up with Annie Oakley at some point and suspected that he met the Pirate Queen and Bonnie in 1720. His ultimate goal is to end the British monarchy, which will destabilize centuries of history and make all of my commemorative jubilee plates worthless, or possibly disappear. I'm not completely sure how temporal paradoxes work, but either way, it's bad, and I need to stop him. Which leads to the crux of today's mission, finding out how exactly Lyle is accomplishing his goal, and going back to the time of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, in order to protect her and possibly increase her fertility chances with, you know, supplements, uh, placebos, extramarital suitors, and an old position where the woman bends her waist to the side and then the man raises his one leg. Uh, that, but, but there's plenty of time for that later. Before I seek out Anne Boleyn and Anne Bonny, I must visit Arnie Oakley in this... <laughs> my, my grand finale de saison. The, uh, <laughs> here it comes. The anniversary! Oh, it's so good to be clever. Ah, I've been waiting for that all season. As a touring performer, Annie Oakley will be difficult to track down. But according to Wiki, look at that. She retired to North Carolina around now. So I'll head there. My time machine isn't very precise lately. And the problem seems to worsen the further in time I travel. So I'd better set it just a day or two in the future. Better to be a few minutes off than a few months and find out she's dead. I guess I could always go back a little in time, but with the fuzziness of my chronomatics, I'd run the risk of running into myself, which cannot happen, because... The button! Right! To North Carolina! 1920! Ah, the American South in 1920. Decades of progressive politics under their belts, they rooted out corruption, invented the weekend, ended child labor, brought back lynching. Wait a minute, that's bad! Hold on just a minute, dare I say, the Ruffin Rutabaker! Yes, I dare, the Ruffin Rutabaker! Someone should really do something about lynching! What a terrible. But I can't distract myself with side quests that only offer minimal XP right now! I must find Miss Oakley and try to ascertain any clues as to what dastardliness my brother has been up to. Uh, um, uh, excuse me, sir! Uh, yes, sir? Would you happen to know where I might find that famed sharpshooter of yours? Honey Oakley. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get on half ten Skittles Tunes, man. Then you turn up to the seat and find this game from the tourist farm. You go over to town to the farm. Um, yes. Thank you. That was very yeah. instructive. Yeah, whatever. I think I caught the gist of what he said. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, perhaps I'd better just follow those billboards that say this way to the fabulous Annie Oakley. The little sure shot herself in person. I shall pause for now. And we're back! I'm here at Miss Oakley's home, and I'm about to knock on the door. Oh, isn't this exciting? It's like a live stream, but from a hundred years ago! Um, good afternoon. Are you Miss Oakley? That's right, I'm Annie Oakley, the roughest, toughest, she-bear, stuffinest, rootinest, tootinest, dead-eye-shootinest old bitty who ever held a gun. Throw a dime, smoke a cigar, point out a varmint. I'll shoot him off first try. What can I do you for? I'm uh, actually not here on the matter of sharpshooting. It's about my brother. I believe you know him. Uh, his name is... Lyle Thompson Face Barrier, Esquire. Yes, I knew Lyle, that fink. He's a lying haint, I'll tell you. He better not come back neither or I'll shoot him again. A uh, haint? My dear madam, are you insinuating that my dear sibling is a ghost? He told me he was. Perhaps you better start at the beginning. You see, I'm trying to find him, and I hope you can help me. When did you first meet Lyle? Well, yeah, all right. Come on in and sit down. You let mosquitoes in. Sweet tea or whiskey? Um, which, whichever you're having, madame. Both it is. Ah, let's see. He first showed up around 1890. I'd just done a show where I shot the ash off Kaiser Wilhelm cigarette and this British gent comes by and starts talking about whisking me off somewhere and living a fabulous life. Well, my life was already fabulous, so I brushed him right off. I think he was drunk anyway. He came by again a few years later in Ohio. I met a lot of fans, so I don't recall exactly what he said, but it was something like, You lovely minx, you're like the setting sun of the west, a beautiful vision with whom danger abounds, or thereabouts. Well, Frank was none too pleased with that kind of talk. That's my husband. Famous people get admirers, but we've always ignored them. But I do believe old Lyle got under Frank's skin. <laughs> <laughs> I told Lyle, thank you, but I'm happily married. And he slunk off for a while. I noticed him in the crowd once in a while, but he didn't talk to me no more. Then about two or three years ago, I was given a little exhibition to raise some money for the orphans. And who do I see but Lyle, looking the same as he did 30 years ago. He says he has a fantastic secret to tell me and invites me to a big fancy ball with heads of Europe and all. Well, this sounds like cow flop to me. But I like a little fun and hadn't seen the heads in a while, so I said okay and asked if Frank could come, too. Then Lyle got kind of quiet, for once, and says sure. So Frank and I got all gussied up for this soiree. Lyle never showed up. The old polecat stood us right up. 
Which brings us to the day you're probably thinking of. Lyle came by a few months ago to apologize. And this is where it all hit me. He said, I've come to apologize. To make it up, I'd like to take you and Frank to Calico Jack's thrilling pirate party. I'm deeply sorry for ghosting you. You see, that's why he didn't age. He's a dang ghost. Coming around and hating up my shows all those years. And now he's hating my house. Well, I ain't having none of that. I grabbed the nearest rifle and let him have it. I don't know if you could shoot a ghost, but he sure didn't seem to like it. I shot him four times and he kind of staggered back and ran off. I ain't seen him since. What a fortuitous info dump! If he was wounded a few months ago and his next stop was the pirate party, then I must be hot on his heels. Thank you, Miss Oakley, and now I must be away. There's no time to lose. Although, I guess having a time machine does, in fact, mean that I could spend any length of time gallivanting around 1920 and still reach the pirate party whenever I please. Hmm. Yes, I, I could have a heck of a time in the Prohibition era if I factored in inflation. And well, it's so be... nice to meet you, Mr. Barrier. Let me show you out. I'm sure you got to get back to finding Lyle. If you find him, try and get him to the other side if you can. Even if he is an annoying little twerp, he at least deserves the end of his torment. Good uh, uh, luck! Jolly yes, uh, 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 good. Uh, my deepest thanks, Miss... Oakley. Well, where shall I begin? A speakeasy? A steakhouse? A sporting event whose outcome I could find in my time machine's onboard CD-ROM encyclopedia? Hmm, wait a tick. North Carolina has the Research Triangle and lots of good universities. By 1920, they ought to know enough about relativity, mechanics, and the spatial properties of liquor. I should talk with some professors and repair my time machine before I leave the era. Yes, brilliant. Wait a minute, why am I telling you this? Uh, good news, listeners. 200 Yankee dollars can go quite a long way in 1920. I jaunted over to Gay Perry and rubbed elbows with a few members of the New League of Nations. I offered a few drinks to a nice Mr. Orlando from Italy and had him put in a good word with the Pope to get dear little Joan canonized. I can't believe they hadn't thought of it before. Well, one can't be in Paris with them taking in some of the nightlife in the early morning life. And if you're not sure what that means, uh, let me explain. I drank a bit of the old Parisian red. And if you're not sure what that means, it means I consumed a large quantity of wine. Clear enough? Anyway, I, I, I also took in the afternoon life, which honestly bears quite a strong resemblance to death, if I may be honest, and I believe I may. The city is still full of hangover artists, musicians struggling to find patrons with their erratic spasms of creativity. Oh, that reminds me. Do me a favor, please. Uh, do drop a bitcoin or two in the restory tip jar. PayPal me at restorypodcast at gmail.com. Anything helps fix the old time machine? Wink. Anyway, one thing led to another, and I now find myself bloodshot, bleary-eyed, and unsure of what day it is. All I know is that my wallet is as empty as the bottle surrounding me, and I feel as disgusting as these plates that appear to have at one point had meat on them. And there's a receipt showing I've apparently sold the rights to my misadventures with Van Gogh for a mere two francs. Oh well, 
At least the masses will finally get a word of him. The only ones who had heard of him were the drunk modernists I met at the flop houses I slept at this week? Let's say week. Hmm. Yes, I seem to recall puzzling out my lax steps with the flapper dancer who was listening to a band of energized jazz bears. She seemed to think that if Lyle was shot and stumbled into his time machine, then he would likely just go to whichever time was already dialed in and not reprogram it to a better era with more advanced medical facilities. All that is to say that I believe that Lyle would have likely gone to his original next destination. <clears throat> Sorry, wine burp. His next destination, Calico Jack's in infamous pirate party of 1720. And the happy news continues, thanks to a few rounds of telegraphs with the good people of North Carolina's university system, I do believe I've recalibrated my device and should no longer experience any temporal drift. I certainly hope not if I'm going to ultimately head to the 1500s to save dear, dear Aunt Berlin from the chopping block by boosting her fertility somehow. And I'm not ready to give up on the anonymous tip I picked up in the 80s during the Rendlesham Church. I have it on good word from U.S. Army soldiers, the most virile creatures known to man, that cheap chop stock virility pills will cure anything. Or perhaps the traditional lace and grace route is preferred. So I wonder if perhaps Henry was to blame instead of the string of women he rarely impregnated. Uh, maybe I could bring some of the loose undergarments to show her. Help the tiny Henrys live a little bit longer, eh? What was I talking about? Yes! Pirates! So, following a quick nappy poo, which I shall attend to quite immediately, I shall follow at Lyle's very religious heels to Jamaica, 1720, where I shall hope to meet Anne Bonnie, the Pirate Queen, on the next time, on the rest of, on, I mean, on this time, on, oh, you know! Hello, Mon. <laughs> Mon. Oh dear, oh dear, that is good. Hello, Mon. Oh, listen to me, I sound like one of those old Bob Marley albums. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I do hope the repairs of the time machine have allowed me to reach the correct time. Yar! Welcome to the annual Pirate Gala of 1720. Do ye be caring for an appetit? <laughs> No, no, thank you. No, I, I, I'd just like to speak with Aunt Bonnie, if I might. Are ye sure? You've got quite the selection of grogs and cocktails. Or perhaps you'd care for sex on the beach? Oh, I didn't realize the recipe for that drink was the sole. What drink? Oh, hmm. Well, still enough post-Paris buzz to muster up some knocking of the knickers, I suppose. But uh, are you referring to right now, or... No! No! No, 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 no! I must maintain my focus on achieving my goal! You see, that's chapter three of my forthcoming self-help guide. Breaking down barriers the third. Being your own lighthouse of success in a murky ocean of self-doubt riddled with cargo ships of familial emotional debt. The pre-orders have already sold out. Now, my good sir... Pray direct me to Miss Anne Bonnie, so that I may ask her about my, mm, acquaintance. Lyle, handsome face, Terrier, Esquire. 
before I lose myself in another beautifully poetic tangent. Did someone ask for me and Lily Wiley? Ah, Miss Bonnie, such a pleasure to meet you. My name is Niles Higgins, uh, um, uh, Jones, Barton, the, um, sixth, yes. So, uh, you know Lyle? Ah, yes, he comes here from time to time, wink. <laughs> <laughs> time to time, wink, yes. I mean wink. I'm winking. You're Lyle's brother, Niles. I, I'm, you, you don't. But, but there's no... Yes, so my ruse didn't work. Nah, Mr. Higgins-Jones-Barton the Sixth, it didn't. You're Niles, and I'm guessing you're here to find your brother. Well, in a word, yes. In seven words, that would be very nice, thank you. He showed up the other day in pretty bad shape. He caught a few bullets and stumbled in here yelling for help. We got him patched up, though. We always have a doctor on hand. Well, on hook. Oh, no... It's not so bad. Having hooks for hands is quite convenient for a doctor. No need to worry about losing your scalpel. It's good for stitching, too. Bad for scratching, though. But but can he... Uh, th- that is... Uh, I mean... Uh, well, um, How many of them live? You'd be surprised if you have. A few. I know it's not ideal, but his intentions are good, and that's what counts. He's quite ethical. Follows the code and everything. First... Do no harm. Second, take all their booty. Hmm. Well, it appears not much has changed in 300 years. Report to the intensive care bar, please. The medicine show is ready. Noyles? Hello? Oh, um, pardon me, I was on uh, island time. Right, so Lyle came here and Dr. Hook patched him up. <laughs> Patch. <laughs> and your pirates. <laughs> That's good. I think I see where you're going with this. And I, I believe the eyes have it when it comes to successful surgery if you don't... listen you eye injuries are no laughing matter we reserve our merriment for injured arses and nether regions uh, 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 of course of course um so okay all right very well uh you said lyle's wounds were tended to is he still here no he just came by to for a quick visit and to refill his time machine <laughs> how did but then oh yeah he told me about it one night just after the physical act of love. Oh, you're seeing him through his brother's eyes. He's quite the catch, really. It was a few months ago. He came by for another barrel of grog. He said it was the strongest anywhere that's technically non-lethal. And he stayed for a sample, a few coops of it. We went down to the poop deck, and well... <laughs> <laughs> My dear madam, please! Ah, grow up. Anyway, when we were done, he told me about the machine and how the Barrier family has to keep the timeline from getting messed up. It's all very interesting, I think. Mm, yes, quite. That, that's all I do. Keep the timeline from getting messed up. Yes, it's all part of my journalistic integrity. Yep. 
And uh, he's been uh, coming back since then? Oh yeah, he comes by every few days. He says he has to spread his visits out or something bad will happen, like the end of the universe. I don't know. It got very confusing. Must have been future words. Anyway, he comes and he sees me and we... Yes, yes, okay. Thank you, thank you. Oh, tut-tut on you, sir. I ought to carve your guts out anyway and carry on with that dirty thinking. We talk. Lyle's stories are amazing. You ever just listen to your brother? All right, all right. My apologies, and, and for the record, listening to my brother is the last thing on my mind right now, when it is he that shall be doing the listening of the voices coming from within me. That is, uh, my mouth. I, I, I mean, I shall have words with him. Well, you'll have something going on with him, that's for certain. Anyway, care for a grog? Yes, uh, thank you. I, I'd love to try this wondrous environment that you have all apparently raved so much about. Now, listeners, I shall compare this grog with the stain in the book to see if Sir Conan was right. Oh dear! I've spilled a drop on this piece of utterly haphazardly placed paper! Oh, how silly of me! Sort of laws, listeners! Now's my chance! Hmm. Ah. Looks good. And now to taste it. To coin a phrase, yowzers! That is powerful stuff, madam. My hat is off to you all. And now to further test the two samples. <laughs> Mr. Barrier, why are you licking that book? Hmm? Uh, oh, um, just, uh, um, doing a, um, a futuristic method of, uh, palate cleansing between sips. Yes, so I can enjoy each taste to its utmost. Uh, we, we all do it in the fantastical 21st century. The future sounds quite weird. Absolutely, my lady. It's all bonkers. We've all gone quite mad because of it. Speaking of me being mad, oh, look at me. I've gone all potty-like. Do you have any squid ink I could look at? I, I, I'm having one of my spells, and I'd like to, um, uh, I'd like to, uh, come on, Niles, you can think of something. Is that Lyle's book you've got there? The one he wrote in? Gasp of horror! Why, yes it is. How did that get there? Are you wondering if the ink is squid ink? Aye, it is. He crossed out Star Wars and wrote in Julius Caesar. (laughs) Stars fighting each other. Sounds plain silly to me. That Lucas fellow must have been a bit daft. Couldn't even write in the proper Denalian cursive. Aha! Well, um, yeah, of course, madame. Uh, The Star Wars are just another byproduct of our crazy workaday world of the 21st century. Although I must say I'm quite pleased to find another Denalian handwriting enthusiast. Lyle never quite got penmanship grades that I did, and in regards to the old scroll and hash, uh, he didn't happen to mention why he wrote in Julius Caesar, did he? Nah, he just mentioned it was part of a grander plan, since something about a mystery box. Oh, blast. Well, do you know if he was going to see Anne Boleyn 
Anything about the 1500s? Not, nothing like that. He says I mustn't know about the details of what he does, or I might create a paradox. I don't know what all the fuss is. We just have, we're just fine with one doc. You don't need a pair of them. Hello, Dr. Hook. Blast again. Then I have only a vague idea of what his plan is. But Sir Arthur Conan's deductions have been correct so far, so I must be on the right track. I suppose I'd better go find Anne Boleyn in the early days of her courtship with Henry VIII and play Cupid to ensure more babies. I must remember to find my loincloth and wings. Oh, oh, I could dangle from the time machine in puffer mode. Oh, yes. Sounds like a good time. I wish you well. Would you like to stick around for the party before you head off? Oh, yes, the party. I suppose I might as well enjoy myself while I'm here. It's been hours since my last bacchanalia. <laughs> oh, good. I think you'll enjoy it. It's Democracy Day. Uh, forgive my ignorance, madam, but uh, I am from the future. Uh, what is Democracy Day? Today is February the 10th, which means that it has been 153 years since James VI was kidnapped and the British monarchy was doomed. Without any heirs, the royal family collapsed and Parliament took over. You know, Democracy Day. Well, I, I guess that answers that. I don't suppose you know where that kidnapping happened. Don't you have schools in the future? Everyone knows that it was Kirkofield near Edinburgh Castle. They killed his father and took the little baby James. Then after Elizabeth died, no more monarchs. It's a lovely story. You know, I have a tally inside of the time machine for the most efficient conversations I've had in my life. Where I also change the grading each has received based on the volume of expository information I've received in order to continue my journeys through time. And, well, quite frankly, I think yours now rivals Sir Conan Doyle's for severity and importance, if not for profundity of its repercussions. Merci beaucoup, Dick, and a grand prix to you, Miss Bonnet. And with all the plot threads quickly tying together, I must be off to the stunning conclusion of this adventure. All right, have a good trip. Say hi to Lyle for me. Tell him his little one is a good kicker. I certainly... <laughs> you and Lyle are having a baby? I. He said it would be a good idea if I were pregnant, just in case I got arrested. He said it could keep me from being executed, and that it would create another option for us to follow up on season two. That clever little jackknife. Hey, he'd do anything to get a bit, eh? Excuse me, who do you think you're talking to, good sir? That is the man I love, and the father of me child you're speaking to. I'm no harlot, nor some knave lass. I'm 19, practically an old maid. Oh! Um, uh, of course. Uh, I, I apologize for my outburst and, and, and for the aggressive times you live in. Perhaps you're right. And you should leave. Um, yes. Perhaps so. My uh, sincerest apologies for the offense. Uh, you did say February the 10th, 1567? Yeah. Um, Kirkafield near Edinburgh Castle? Yeah, why? Just an interesting tidbit of history, uh, as I clearly know very little about it. I like to take note of it wherever I can. Thanks once more for the hospitality and for the magnificent exposition. Farewell, lady. So long, Higgsy. Tell your brother I love him. I'll do no such thing. Okay, bye! <laughs> 
Well, the good news is I know exactly when and where to find Lyle and stop him. He's obviously the one who kidnapped baby James. The bad news is I wanted to see Anne Boleyn for my anniversary. It's not fair. It was such a clever idea for a theme and now Lyle's gone and ruined it. Stupid old Lyle is always ruining things. I'll show him. I'll meet him back in Edinburgh and stop his little kidnapping plot before it even starts. Yeah, he's proverbially screwed the wrong proverbial pooch this time. Mess with me, will he? Oh, and time. He also messed with time. Uh, which is bad. Yes. Anyway, where's the oscillation overthruster? So here we go, listeners, to the 10th of February. 1567 to end this season once and for all! Well, well, Edinburgh, la-di-da, rolling hills, etc, etc, etc. I was just here, so let's move on. There's the church, or a uh, kirk. Let's go have a look, shall we? I feel like I've heard these door sound effects a lot recently. In fact, I... <gasps> Lyle! Niles, what are you doing here? I'm here to stop you from breaking history, of course. You're going to kidnap James VI and end the monarchy. You've always been the anti-imperialist of the family. In fact, I bet you won't even stop with the fine and lovely and nice British monarchy. I bet you'll try to eradicate all monarchies from the time stream entirely. You never liked Henry VIII or the Church of England or the subjective meritocratic instead of hierarchical interpretation of religion. All that talk of how absolute power corrupts absolutely and you don't even realize that you're embodying that idiom because you're ruining the time stream just like you ruined me. You kept me out of the inheritance. I couldn't even use the time machine to get a scoop of a lifetime as a journalist. So I had to sneak around to the family's estate sale. I was tired of trying to legitimize myself to the rest of you, and I thought that I'd demonstrate my journalistic integrity by unraveling the mystery of the history. Yes, yes, we know the name of the show. Take a breath, Niles. Relax. I'm not here to wreck history, I'm here to fix it. What? But you told Quorn Elizabeth that you were doing a favor for her and the Tudors. Oh, I told Betsy about the kidnapping, but she didn't know about the bigger picture. Just her political benefit. It never hurts to have a powerful monarch on your side, especially during the final desperate years. I might need a favor from her in case you decide to edit Don Quixote or disrupt the East India Company. But, Lyle, I I'm not rewriting history. I'm just trying to talk with interesting people for my podcast. I've gotten some wonderful scoops and astounding insight into several cultural icons. I mean, that's not destructive, is it? Niles, 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 where do I begin? How about your penchant for rare alcohol, such as Hitler's whiskey or Carnabair? And that 1839 Shiraz you swiped from the Collier House before it imploded. Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? They made an entire movie about how small changes can distort 
the time stream. Christ, it had Ethan Souffle in it before he got all fit and buff. And how do you explain your months with Van Gogh and Gogon? Did you know those opium hounds are still at large? They popped up on Earth-16J last week. Well, I, I mean, they were highly influential artists. It was a great scoop. Pulitzer-worthy embedded journalism. They were hacky drunks. And you took 40 trips through time with them, leaving chaos in your wake. You left martini glasses in the Cretaceous. Archaeologists found a wine bottle with 1852 on the label in the dungeon of the Castle of Rune. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure the castle in which Joan of uh, Arc was imprisoned, um, you know, they likely uh, probably had inhabitants in the mid-1800s that liked wine from Nice. The bottle had a testifying letter in it, handwritten by Joan of Arc that thanked angels that matched your Van Gogh and Gogon's description. Oh, you... you know about that, eh? Half the educated world knows, Niles. Each discovery of your discards has shaken the fields of anthropology, paleontology, mixology... Shall I go on? Oh, um, any words from the purveyors of phrenology? I'd like to raise a few bumps on your head for the phrenologist to read. Listen. Taft was supposed to revolutionize the American diet and prevent the obesity epidemic. You got Apollo 18 cancelled. And how about the temporal circuitry that they found in the fossilized stomach of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Niles? Care to explain that, Niles? I, uh, we, um, I mean... You uh, killed Edmund Spencer, so he never finished the fairy Quan. You made Joan of Arc a heroine and a saint. You destroyed the Hindenburg and made Nazi Germany reevaluate the aircraft, extending World War II into the 40s. Do you see where I'm going, Niles? With World War II extended, you caused the Holocaust. Well, of course, I'm terribly sorry. Well, at least you're terribly sorry. That ought to fix it all up. Imbecile. You don't even know about the twins paradox, do you? Oh, I do. Uh, that's the one with Danny DeVito and Arnold... That's the one where you can't go back to the same time twice. There can't be two of you in one time. So you can't go back and stop yourself from derailing history. It also, unfortunately, prevents me from simply going back to your birth and strangling you in the cradle. Because I was already there. This is why I got the time machine and you didn't. I did the work and learned the family secrets and techniques. I know about the true core timeline and how we deal with divergent ones. The stability of reality itself depends on the vast array of specific points in time remaining fixed. There are absolutes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely, there are absolutes. Yes, of course, absolutely. And um, uh, what, what, what are those absolutes? Absolutely, exactly. <sighs> I don't expect you to understand, Niles, because you're a moron. I've got James the Six here, and I'm going to make sure that he arrives where he's meant to, when he's meant to, in the proper timeline, because that's what I do. That's what we barriers always do. That's what the barriers of time have done going back centuries. You'd know that if you hadn't skipped father's lectures to go take those blasted paparazzi photographs that have never earned a dime. I really wish you would just listen to us, Niles. You've disappointed the entire family. Not to mention ruin multiple parallel timelines. That's not fair! The royalty checks from that picture of Eddie Izzard without makeup paid for my ticket into the family's estate sale. The money from the Michael Palin beach bomb flat bought me the time machine. You do realize that was the spare, right? The C-47D? Outdated model, nothing more than a fixer-upper at best. Father kept it around for nostalgia purposes, saying maybe he'd reach Gallifrey with it someday. Honestly, I'm amazed it hadn't splattered you across the multiverse at this point. I'm leaving, Niles. All I ask is that you consider settling down in one timeline and doing some decent investigative journalism for a change. Perhaps you can write about Democracy Day and sell it in one of your little pocket time streams as science fiction. I don't care as long as you get out of the way. Until we meet again. Wait! Wait! Before you go! Yes? What? This was supposed to be my anniversary episode. I still haven't interviewed a third Anne. Please! 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 Would it be okay if I went back and just, just was one tiny little, did a little final interview with Anne Berlin? So I can get the anniversary that I, uh, I mean, my listeners, so rightfully deserve. No. Wait, what about my interviews? Well, there's no problem with just talking, is there? If I'm careful? Lyle? Lyle? Why would you close the door of the time machine on me when I'm talking? Clearly I'm... Well, I suppose that's that. James has been kidnapped, the monarchy is doomed, and this is all fine, I guess. Or is it? I mean, he says it is. Could he be lying? He does make rather good points, though. Hmm. Perhaps I should follow him through time. Yes, I could use him as a mentor. Have him teach me all the things that Father told me were above my level. Whatever that means. In exchange, I could teach him about the world, like any wizened, well-traveled brother would do for his kin. It could be a sort of a good deed, and I'm chock full of those. Yes, if the time machine was broken by some unnamed person or persons who were probably innocent, merely crafting good right copy, 
that perhaps the world ought to know about the fellow who's been charged with fixing it. Sprother! Yes, picture it, dear listeners, the Brothers Barrier! Gallivanting through time, the daring journalist on the front lines of the chronological disaster, fearlessly interviewing the famed and fabulous as they find their lives altered, and then selling those interviews for big bags of cash and fancy media exposure. The estranged brother who never quite understood the importance of a big scoop or straight poop, especially not on a deck, I shall right his wrongs and show the world to him. I'm sure he'll be nothing but thankful. I believe Lyle and I shall be the closest of kin. I shall remain one step behind him, publishing scoop after scoop of inside dirt from all the luminaries who dot the history of history mysteries. So join me for season two, The Green Lyle, or Lyle M for murder, or Death on the Lyle, or don't be a menace to South Central Lyle while drinking your juice in the hood. Oh, you know, that reminds me, I, I wish The Restory of History's Mysteries is written by Dan. Say hi, Dan. I, I did it. You I did got it. My crayon. Yes. With I drew a, all the pictures. With, yeah, with a, a worn down number two pencil. Um, mm. Voice credits are uh, Aaron Fletcher Smith, which is my dumb self, as Niles Higginsbottom Barry of the Third. And Dan, as everyone else. Whatever <laughs> whatever Lyle's there. Exactly, that's right. You're also Lyle now. Yeah. You're... Yeah, I got drafted into that. We're like, oh crap. I guess someone else should play him. Huh. <laughs> so it's not just Aaron talking to himself for 20 minutes. And then the most important thing is that now we finally have Sarah here, who is our... Uh, resident female voice for uh, various British and and pan-European no. characters. <laughs> yes. Hi. Sarah, please tell me where we can find you all over the interwebs. Oh my gosh, you can find me so many places. Hi, everyone. Um, Sarah Seeds here. Um, you can just Google me, uh, sarahseeds.com. I'm on Instagram at Sarah Seeds. Twitter, Sarah Seeds. Um, so as you can see, I really got the market on Sarah Seeds's. Um, and yeah, just, just Google me. Um, I'm so happy to be a part of this. I feel like this is my, what is it, my third or fourth episode? This is, I, I think I this even... is fifth. Holy mother of God. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. See, it was that good. I didn't even remember. <laughs> you wasted so much of your life. Oh my God. Yeah. What am I doing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Bye. No, um, it's, <laughs> um, it's been such a great time. I've had such a great time with you guys. I love the writing. I love comedy. I love that I've been able to do really fun accents, whether it's French, British, Irish, uh, you name it. So yep. uh, I just want to thank you guys. And yeah, just uh, just Google Sarah Seeds. Um, 
That's all you gotta do. You goddamn right, me. Google Sarah Seeds. She's awesome. And <laughs> I want to give a super big shout out to my lovely wife, Miss Amanda Fletcher Smith, who is sitting next to me, who did the computer voice of the time machine for the Rendlesham incident and has done incidental intercom voices. Take a bow verbally if you wish. Hi, I'm Amanda Fletcher Smith. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say she's bound. You're putting me under pressure. I'm you putting know. you under pressure because I love you. Um, <laughs> I work better with the script. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's not as great an idea to bow when you're sitting in front of a desk. So, yeah, get some ice on that. Yeah. yeah. An auditorium medium. Ow. Yeah, not the place for bows. Clunk. But it's all good. Fud. <laughs> Well, that's it, guys. This is episode 10. Um, the end of season one. Uh, now Dan and I are going to go off and uh, uh, produce the daylights out of this uh, episode. And then following that, we're going to market the daylights out of it. Um, thank you, everyone. Everyone so much that has listened in, that has been loyal listeners, that have been with us since day one. Um, I'm going to be... Uh, blatantly honest here and admit that I haven't checked the restory spare change during a long ass time so I don't know even if there's anything in there I think uh, our good friend looks like somebody bought GameStop stock hey oh GME like, to the moon um, forget this podcast yeah I'm yeah. going to Vegas. Yeah, we I'm need to be stonks. <laughs> buying some stonks. Um, yeah. So, um, seriously, thank you, everyone that's listened. Uh, thank you to everyone that has been part of this production. Thank you to my kids, Samantha and Amelia. I swear to you, next season I will write in a part for you guys. Um, they have been begging. They for have, a role. yeah. They have so wanted. Every time <laughs> oh, that we really? listen to Niles Give on the drive, the children what they want. Yeah, the yeah. What they, they go, they go. Have you written a part into Restory for me? And my heart just breaks in two because you're like, no, get to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to go be a stuffy British old man in the back room. Fuck off. <laughs> Finish your gruel and shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe the children are free labor. <laughs> <laughs> Record their voice and make some cash. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. <laughs> well, this has been wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to everyone that's listened in. Um, thank you to Dan and Sarah and, Ama and Amanda. Uh, this has just been fantastic, and I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to bring this from. This started with me driving home from iDirect, uh, my old job, and calling Dan at a certain point and saying, you know, I, I can swear that we still have some funny left in us, despite the fact that we are uh, grumpy, cantankerous old men, and, and Dan saying, yeah, we should do a podcast of some sort, but I have no idea what it should be about. Um, to We, we ad-libbed the first episode of Restory, then we kind of realized that maybe we needed scripts and uh <laughs> like desperately that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and it's been it's been just poetry from there so thank you guys so much thank you to everyone who listened thank you to everyone that's been part of this this has been so much fun this has been a blast and yeah if uh if you enjoyed it uh please do our job for us <laughs> uh tell everyone you know uh, something i've discovered if we say hey this is good check it out everyone goes yeah right 
Yep. But if you say this is going to take it out, they believe you. Yep. Exactly. We are liars. Exactly. <laughs> and we like exactly. saying that things are far funnier than the rest of the world thinks they are. <laughs> so yeah, go do our job for us. Yes. For free. Yes. Please, yeah. for the love of God, please. I can, I can, I can attest they are huge liars, but yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth it, guys. Check it out, share it, spread the good word, and I'll be, I'll be sharing this on my social media platforms as well. So Thank you so I'm much, Sarah. So happy to be a part of this. Still putting it on my MySpace right now. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've hit all of the people on ICQ with it. Slash me is excited about this. Yeah. I'm on Prodigy. Dot, uh, My LinkedIn is just going to be this. <laughs> I think I have to add a podcast category on Prodigy. Yes. They, they don't know what it is. Right, right, right. <laughs> Speaking of time travel. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only place where time travel exists. Is. Geo I'm going to go on my Usenet and I'm going to go to alt colon radio colon podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. Hotmail. Yes. We are only amusing ourselves. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Both of you still listening at this point. Bye. Bye. All right, I'm hitting stop.